This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Welcome back to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors, and thank you for joining me today on this Veterans Day weekend. And to all the vets who are are listening, uh, and I know that we have uh, several uh, out there that uh, do listen weekly, thank you for your commitment to protect our freedoms, to protect our country, and uh, please know I have great respect for uh, the, the service that uh, you've given uh, to our, our country. And uh, thank you from uh, all of us here at Compass Retirement Advisors. It's an honor uh, to have you listening today. Um, and I know, as I said, a, a lot of veterans uh, list, uh, listen to uh, our program. Uh, back uh, earlier this year, we played uh, a speech by Admiral McRaven. And uh, we had, I think, four or five calls in the following week, um, just uh, appreciating that we took the time uh, to air that uh, speech and uh, to uh, acknowledge um, uh, all of our military, uh, those who had given a great sacrifice, and that was over the Memorial Day weekend. If you'd like to listen to that uh, uh, program, go back to uh, uh, our uh, podcasts, uh, Apple Play, Spotify, uh, scroll back and uh, you'll be able to find the speech from Admiral McRaven. And that would be at uh, Retirement Talk with Mike Graber on the podcast uh, media. So again, thank you uh, for joining us today. And uh, we salute all the veterans over this uh, Veterans Day uh, weekend. Whenever it uh, uh, comes to uh, you know retirement planning topics, financial topics, uh, last week we were talking about legacy planning mistakes, and we didn't quite get finished with all of our information there. So today it's going to be legacy planning mistakes part two. Again, if you missed part one, uh, you can listen uh, to that on our website. That's compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Click on the radio tab. And uh, if you don't find the show there, and we only keep uh, the most uh, current uh, five or six shows on the, on the website, you can uh, go to, again, the podcast media and look for Retirement Talk with Mike Graber, Apple Play, Spotify, and others. Last week, we touched on uh, an article uh, from Kiplinger. The title is The 10 uh, Common Estate Planning Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. The first mistake was failure to have a, a real plan. The second mistake was failing to Keep that plan up to date, uh, reflective of changes uh, in your family situations, uh, maybe changes in uh, tax laws, uh, legislative changes. The third mistake the article cited uh, was not uh, taking the time uh, to properly plan for a long-term care uh, expenditure or an extended disability. And then we closed out uh, last week uh, talking about the need to provide liquidity within your estate. And there's a whole host of reasons that uh, it's uh, really a good planning um, a technique or a, a good planning uh, tool to you know have liquidity within your estate. Don't have all your money tied up or you have to sell things to create cash, um, but uh, include some liquidity planning. 
again, t- to review all the information from part one, go back to our, our website or check it out on um, the podcast. Uh, today we're going to uh, be on the same topic, but we're going to be looking at a different article uh, from Kiplinger. And uh, again, we're going to be talking about legacy planning mistakes. The title of this article is Five Unfortunate Estate Planning Myths That Most People Believe. And I think this is going to be a, a good show consistent with uh, our, our theme of uh, you know looking at uh, our legacy planning. Uh, one of the terms that I use a lot in our work is legacy distribution planning and uh, stay tuned for that but right now I want to bring in uh, Tony Shore uh, to join me Tony as always it's good to have you with us especially here on this Veterans Day weekend Uh, thanks for being part of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber well it's great to be here with you Mike and uh, I really always uh, love this time of year and always celebrate Veterans Day my father is a vet and uh uh, most of the men in his family were in the military at one point or uh, of time or another, one branch or another. And so uh, we do appreciate our, our veterans. And sometimes I get frustrated because I think the two groups in American society that uh, really um, deserve more, and, and I think uh, from our country and, and from our people, are veterans and seniors. I, I think... Um, we need to do more to help our veterans and more to help our seniors, and we've come a long way, but there's still a lot of work to be done, so I encourage our listeners to get out there, volunteer uh, for a group that does things for veterans and helps veteran families or um, you know disabled veterans. There's a lot of ways uh, that you can give back uh, to them for the service that, that they've given to us. So uh, I think that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. I've been really good. And I'm excited about this discussion because uh, I've been dealing with it a bit myself and we uh, can get into that uh, a little bit on the show today that I have a situation with my grandfather who passed um, that I I can't stress enough to make sure you don't make some of the common legacy planning mistakes that a lot of people do, right? Yeah. um, You know, it's it's just really critical, I think, that you know families take the time and and uh, you know have uh, the discussions um, you know between mom and dad, and then bring the the kids in and you know explain you know, what uh, they want to have happen with things. But it's not enough just to you know have the discussions. You have to move forward and take action and put things in the the proper form. Uh, if it be you know wills, trusts. Uh, various uh, legal documents that are needed uh, to ensure that you know what you have in mind, you know, is is what happens. And so, uh, I think it's good when we take time, uh, you know, here at Retirement Talk with Mike Graber to kind of spotlight uh, some of these issues, uh, point out uh, some of the the mistakes that people make. And, and today we're going to, you know, talk about um, you know maybe uh, some of the myths surrounding. Uh, estate planning and, and legacy planning. But um, you know, again, this uh, Kiplinger article for today is five unfortunate estate planning myths that you may believe. And uh, you know, I, it resonates with me, Tony, because I've heard some of these things throughout my 40 years in the financial services business. You know, the idea uh, that a legacy plan 
should be uh, entirely focused on uh, tax mitigation is perhaps the biggest and most frequently repeated myth uh, in the entire legacy planning process. And we alluded to that last week that uh, you don't have to have, you know, billions or millions of dollars or or big businesses or or huge farms for this to be an important um, issue for consideration uh, in, in your family. You know, certainly there are strategies uh, designed, you know, for uh, the wealthy to address the tax issues, and those are important. But they aren't, you know, um, the be-all to end-all for, for all people. And uh, as this Kiplinger article explains, you know, having a robust legacy plan uh, may come down to, you know, broadening your ambitions beyond taxes to expand um, a focus more on uh, really where you want uh, the assets uh, to, to go. Uh, for example, you know, do you own a business that none of your children are interested in, in taking uh, over after you're gone? In, in our area here in southwestern Indiana, uh, you know, farming, agriculture uh, is the huge industry. And uh, uh, there are farms that uh, have maybe one child out of uh, a family of f- five or six kids who's interested in maintaining the farm. Uh, maybe they're working on the farm and the other children are not interested. Uh, but uh, the, the other children who aren't interested in actually hands-on farming do want uh, their portion of, of the estate. Um, and how are, are you going to equitably treat and, and disperse the value of that uh, without selling off a big uh, section of, of some fields to, to compensate those kids. And the same holds true, you know, with, with any other uh, businesses that are out there. So you may want to discuss, you know, business continuity uh, plans, and you can do that with your financial services professional. Uh, again, you may need to bring in uh, your CPA to do some valuations. And then certainly uh, whenever it's time to put those uh, plans uh, in, into uh, a legal standing. Uh, you'd have to have uh, an attorney uh, draft those documents so that the plan uh, is actionable and uh, take a lot of the uh, potential uh, disagreements or, or uncertainties uh, out of the uh, air whenever you've passed and, and have these things buttoned up and, and done. So you know, while a, a business continuity plan uh, does consider taxes, you know, it also factors things, you know, like, you know, distributing uh, the revenues, uh, you know, creating values that uh, can treat your heirs uh, in the manner that, that you want uh, them to be treated. Well, yeah, and you don't want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation, right? Uh, that's the last thing you want to do, your spouse or your children or your grandchildren. And so you have to have a strategy right? And you need to be working with a financial professional like yourself alongside estate planning attorneys to make sure that you don't make these mistakes because they can be costly for you or your loved ones. It, it can be, and it doesn't have to, um, to be costly. It's, it's usually costly because we didn't um, you know, implement the plan, didn't have those discussions. We thought we could put it off until next year. And then uh, something happens and, and we're not able to, uh, to do the plan. So, you know, for all of you who are listening, if you've not taken uh, action yet, I would encourage you to uh, start those discussions with the spouse, with the family, and, uh, you know, start formulating a plan and uh, get uh, things on paper so that um, 
you know, if, if the unfortunate happens, if the unexpected happens, that you're not leaving a lot of questions or uh, unnecessary burdens, you know, uh, on, on the family. You know, the, the idea that you we should automatically leave everything uh, to our children, that's another common uh, legacy planning uh, consideration. Um, you know, it, it might sound harsh to think about not leaving some funds to uh, our, our kids. Um, you know, in reality, uh, every family has, you know, a, a different um, perspective on that. I know a lot of our clients uh, have uh, a feeling that, well, we've done everything for our kids that, uh, that we want to do, uh, what's uh, in our estate. Uh, we, we hope to spend it during our lifetimes. Um, then there are families that uh, are on the, the exact opposite end of that, where um, you know, they want to uh, be really frugal so that they can leave uh, as many assets as they can uh, to their children. And every household has to decide uh, what's right for them, uh, what the right balance is of how much to spend for themselves and, and how much or if they want to leave funds uh, to uh, the children or to the grandchildren. I know most of us, I think, you know, want to leave uh, our loved ones some of our assets. But the point is, you know, you have to you know, be a, a broad thinker and, and find that balance, as I said, that's right for you and your family. Um, you want to, you know, ask yourself, you know, uh, how, how do we put the assets that we have uh, to, to best use? You know, do you have maybe some uh, causes that you and, and your wife have long supported? Uh, perhaps you want some of your assets uh, to be directed to, to them. And, and that can be, you know, uh, a church, um, uh, a kid's camp. It can be any of the medical societies. It might be your alma mater. Um, it, it could be, you know, anything that, uh, uh, your heart's been drawn to over your, your life. And perhaps you want to leave uh, a gift. And, uh, most of the counties here have a community foundation. I know a lot of people leave gifts, you know, to the community foundation. You can leave designated gifts to, uh, you know, institutions. Um, and I know Tony that, uh, some of my clients have, have created family foundations, uh, with some of their assets to continue things that were really important to them, you know, over uh, their, their lifetime. So, um, uh, you know, you can tailor this plan uh, to, um, you know, benefit your, your children, but also benefit some things that have been important to you over uh, your lifetime. And again, there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. It's uh, just, you know, answer, you know, that question. What do you want your assets to do when you're gone? and make sure that you put uh, a plan in place that makes sure that's what happens. Uh, uh, you know, have those communications. I can't stress that enough. You know, uh, um, I know in, in the past we've talked about, you know, having an annual meeting just to kind of remind the family, you know, what the plan is. You know, we've, we've updated this, we've changed this. And uh, sometimes families have, you know, one child that maybe is going to be in charge but it's a good idea in, in my mind, Tony, to get uh, all of the kids involved in the conversation so that, again, uh, there aren't any uh, hard feelings uh, or any doubts or you don't want uh, a child saying, well, is that what mom and dad really wanted? How do we know that's what they wanted? They told you. you know, take all that uh, off their shoulders and put these plans uh, in writing. Get with the attorney. Get it on paper uh, and uh, you know, save, save some potential heartache. 
Well, yeah, that's that's so true. So what you're saying is don't automatically leave everything to your kids. I get that. But should people be treating their kids equally when it comes to the distribution of assets? Well, again, not necessarily. That's going to be, you know, an individual, you know, family uh, decision. And family units are more complex these days than they were maybe 50 years ago. There are a lot of uh, uh, blended families. There are our stepchildren. And all these considerations enter into this uh need of, you know, uh, distributing assets at one's demise. Um, you know, there, there's nothing that says that you have to treat all your kids equally uh, by default. Uh, you know, that that is a uh, one of the legacy planning myths. You know, our, our kids, just like anyone else, they have different skill sets, different ambitions, different needs. Um, maybe sometime during their lifetime, one of our kids needed a little more help than another one did. And then, you know, do you kind of even that out uh, with your uh, estate distribution plan or your legacy distribution plan. So certainly, you know, the idea of, of, of leaving a, a family business to one child and, and not the other may see a little bit a bit strange. But again, uh, you know, the abilities to, to, to run a business or to run a farm, uh, the talents, uh, the attention that might be required, uh, the skills are different from child to child. So you may not leave the asset outright to all the children, but yet, you want to uh, equitably treat them. There are ways to do that using various, uh, you know, financial uh, products. But uh, again, you have to kind of evaluate uh, the kids. Uh, again, their interests, their aptitude, um, and uh, you know, leave it to uh, the child that maybe has had a lifelong uh, desire to continue the farm or, or the business and uh, then divide up uh, the business into equitable pieces and you know having five kids own a fifth of the business that may not be uh, the best way for that business to survive long term right so uh, again a lot of considerations you know if there's a farm if there's a business uh, that goes into you know how you you treat the children equitably or treat them in the manner that, that you want as far as sharing in the value of that asset and again, there are financial uh, products that can uh, be used to help uh, provide um, the, the value to sure. the kids instead of it being, you know, an actual piece of the business or, or a piece of the farm. Right. And I, I know as a parent, not treating your kids the same way may seem like a non-starter. But in truth, uh, what you're saying here, Mike, is you should probably just focus on what's in each of your children's best interests then. I, I, I agree absolutely wholeheartedly with that, uh, Tony. Um, and and the, the idea that you can simply set up a trust that will take care of everything, that's a, another legacy planning myth that, that I hear often. Uh, often a, a large legacy planning strategy you know, may involve setting up a trust. It can be revocable or irrevocable. Um, but first and foremost, you need to be fully aware that you know, they're placing assets in an irrevocable trust means that uh, those assets are given to a trustee whose responsibility is to the beneficiaries, not to the person who established the trust. And you know, that includes you know, current income uh, beneficiaries and, and future remainder beneficiaries. So again, uh, you have to do the homework and, and learn all the ins and outs uh, of trust. Work with a qualified attorney who's competent uh, in, in doing uh, trust and estate work. One of the things that I encourage my clients, Tony, to consider is, you know, if if I have a, uh, a heart issue, uh, I'm going to go to the best cardiologist, one who's doing heart work every day. I'm not going to the general practitioner. And there are elements in the law 
that are, are the same. If I need that level of planning, I want to go to an attorney who's doing trusts, who's doing estate planning uh, every week, not one that handles an estate or does you know one trust uh, uh, a year. And so seeking out the, uh, the appropriate uh, talents, uh, experiences, uh, you know, in your legal professionals, uh, you know, that, that's, that's really uh, important. And this Kiplinger article also explains, you know, that differing interests can lead to conflict, as we've said, particularly if one family member is a trustee and other family members are beneficiaries. Um, then the article reminds uh, people that uh, considering a corporate or professional fiduciary um, you know, make them available, you know, in the planning to perhaps, you know, help that family member uh, is something that you, you might want to consider. Well, yeah, and I had an experience recently. My grandfather passed away. Uh, I've mentioned this on the show, I believe, but he passed away about a month ago now. And he left um, the immediate homestead with the buildings on it and an attached 80 acres to my father. And he, my father's other three siblings each got 80 acres my dad also happened to get the land because my dad lived there on the farm so uh, that all worked out everybody was fine with that however before he passed away my mom went into long-term care my mother and my mom and dad before he inherited that they didn't have savings so they went in the state and medicaid uh, kicked in and they're covering her long-term care. She has Parkinson's. It's about six grand a month, right? And they don't have $6,000 a month to pay for it, obviously. So uh, the state's paying for it. However, um, years ago we foresaw this and I was, I went and told uh, an Etta who's married to my grandfather. He outlived his first two eyes. He lived uh, until 101. He was camping two months before he passed away. So it's hard to talk to him about that he did have a will in place and so that was good but um you know he was going strong and his body finally just gave out but what happened is mike they um if he had switched that over and left it to me and put it in my name and not left it to my dad then the state couldn't go after it to pay for long-term care for my mom and dad had he done that five years before he passed but he didn't it all went to my dad's name and so now the state will be able to go after that money eventually. And what's, or the land. what state, Tony, do they live in? Minnesota. Minnesota. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and every state's laws are different with that stuff. But this is another legacy planning mistake you need to be aware of. You need to have trust set up ahead of time to deal with that type of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Important, important uh, considerations and discussions. So yeah. uh, we're uh, out of time here for today. Let me uh, just remind those of you who are existing clients of Compass Retirement Advisors to be watching your mailbox for the invitation to our holiday event on December 16th in uh, Huntingburg. We'll need your RSVP before uh, the end of November. Uh, check out usdebtclock.org for a, a reminder on the uh, financial condition of uh, our country. Uh, a lot of uh, other things we can uh, talk about this week, but uh, next week we'll uh, have another topic for you. Um, and uh, later in the month, uh, maybe over the, the Thanksgiving weekend, we're going to replay the, our uh, interview with Maya McGinnis from the uh, Committee for Responsible Federal Budget. So until next week, thank you for joining us. All you veterans out there, uh, we salute you. Hats off to, to you. Uh, we uh, really appreciate you um, giving of your, yourself, your time. Uh, to protect us and to give us uh, all these freedoms. 
And uh, join us again uh, next week on Retirement Talk uh, with Mike Graber. Remember to tell a friend about us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individual tax, legal, fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representation can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to representation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. The tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal situation.